You're listening to the Call Me Mr. You, the podcast, your new home for inspiration, family, sports conversations, and a lot of other stuff. We're your all-purpose pod for an all-purpose life and your weekly mirror check before you go change the world, baby. Enjoy the show. On the next episode of They Call Me Mr. You, we're going to discuss being imprisoned in your own environment. We always heard growing up that we are a product of our environment. The question is whether it's a race to the top or a race to the bottom. Before the episode is over today, we'll discuss breaking the limits off. Maybe restoring some value to your life, open up opportunities just by getting out of the proverbial bucket. We'll discuss all that and more with some real-world examples on this episode of They Call Me Mr. You, which starts right now. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the All-Purpose Pod for an all-purpose life with your weekly mirror check before you go change the world, baby. I'm your host, Mr. You. Come on. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Welcome back to the All Purpose Pod for an All Purpose Life. It's season two, baby. With your weekly mirror check before you go change the world. Wherever you are today, however you're hearing our podcast, thank you for making a Call Me Mr. You part of your morning, your day, and your week. We love it. Hit the music. Come on. what I'm talking about. Come on, y'all. We are so excited about this season and all that God has given us. It's been amazing. And you guys have been amazing. Thank you again for your support, for all the love on our social media platforms, the comments, the ratings and reviews on Apple Podcasts. Thank you for all of that. We really appreciate it. We love where where we're headed right now. Season two has been going very well, and we thank you for your part in that. Let's jump into the episode, shall we? So, here's a question for you. Which came first, the bucket or the crab? Which came first, the bucket or the crab? How is it that one crab in a bucket will have the drive and determination to climb out, even if it's alone in the bucket? But if another crab is in the bucket with that crab, only one will try to escape. Why aren't both crabs trying to escape? Let's use some more imagery today. Perhaps the concepts like what you used to see on American Gladiators or Survivor or The Amazing Race. There are plenty of examples like that over the past few decades, but it wouldn't be uncommon to see contestants undermine each other, set traps for each other in order to gain an advantage. Or with brute force, force their way into a favorable position at the expense of someone else. Surely you've seen this at play on your television or perhaps in your real life circumstances. Although you may have already known this already, if you know me, I grew up on professional wrestling. And it was a a type of match called a steel cage match. It's when two wrestlers are locked into a 15 foot high steel cage. There's always a, a situation where both contestants are on the side of the cage trying to climb out. One guy knocks the other guy off of the cage and back onto the mat. 
Sounds kind of academic, right? That one guy that's still holding on to that steel climbs over. He wins the match. Now, if the whole goal was to win the match, it'd be pretty easy. Pretty easy. The one clinging to the cage will easily do so by climbing over, jumping down to the floor, and being awarded the win and the victory. But something's weird with that because that's not how it works. That's when I learned that professional wrestling is used for a more sports entertainment purpose. It's choreographed. It's orchestrated. not saying it's fake. If I slap you on a figure four leg, like your ligaments are going to say it's real. If I put you in a, the devil's triangle, you're going to go to sleep. That's a real thing. So I'm not saying it's fake, but it is orchestrated and choreographed. And used for the sake of time. It's great for TV, but horrible for real life application. I learned that growing up. The common sense aspect or conventional wisdom is that the opponent's still in the cage. In order to win, all he has to do is keep on climbing. And he can't help but win, right? If that's the goal. The goal is to be the first one to leave the environment. In real life, even in the world of the crab, the goal is to get out of the bucket before you're put into the pot of boiling liquid. You don't have to be first, but you better not be last. We spend so much time stressing about the crabs in our life that we ignore the other problem. What's that? It's the bucket. For those still tracking, the bucket is the environment. When you have multiple crabs in the same bucket and all of the crabs are not trying to leave their confines, but they're only content with staying in that bucket and making sure also that no one else ever leaves is something altogether different and really hard to explain. I use social media as a reference because since the early 2000s, we've seen a place there that's supposed to be designed to communicate, connect, create new engagements and friendships as a place to keep everyone connected. But if we're unhappy, we share that with others. If we're at odds with an organization, we spread that sentiment around like peanut butter. If we are full of excitement because something good happens to us, we post it and share. We post, we share. That's all pretty normal and pretty common. Why aren't all the crabs trying to get out of the bucket and back to the freedom they once had? Did they forget that they were free? Did they lose their memory? Did they forget all that time in those waters, free to move around and and live the way they want to live, eat like they want to eat, not being governed by anybody? Did they forget that free life? Did they forget the liberty they had? Why isn't that important enough for them to fight for their freedom? If they knew where they, if they would recall where they came from, I'm assuming crabs had memories too. If they remember where they came from, when they find themselves in that dark bucket, why would they not, not be trying to get out? I mean, drive and determination can't be missing from the bucket, right? Let's be brutally honest here if we can. We already know that crabs have a propensity to do to their fellow crabs what we actually do to our fellow human beings. Oh, I know that stings, but it's a real thing. Hating is a real thing with real consequences. And we do that to one another. People will delay their progress and halt their own productivity. Limit their own functionality in that moment just to throw rocks at you. To try to assassinate your character and kill your dreams. That's, that's the integrity of their work, huh? This science that says if multiple crowds are in the same bucket and one of these attempts to break away from the group 
and dared climb out towards freedom. One of their own or several of their own will pull them back down into the bucket. Can anybody relate to that? Can I get an amen? If they attempt this too many times, meaning trying to climb out, the crabs will break the claws of the wannabe escapee so they can no longer climb out. They will rather brutally cripple or maim their friends to make sure they never leave the confines of this bucket. Now, I want you to think about this. Really think about what's happening here. Before you point the accusatory finger at the animals, think for a moment now. Because it's amazing how often the behavior of man mimics that of the animals. Besides, they were here first, right? This crab mentality or the crab effect is essentially saying, if I can't have it, neither can you. Have you seen that anywhere in your real life circumstances? Does that sound human even a little bit? Does that sound like you? This is the act of corporate suicide for the most part. And it's the next step to the demise of the collective group. This isn't just about crabs in a bucket. This is about, about a lot more. So please keep tracking with me. If none leave that bucket, all go into the boiling pot. They're about, they about to put butter and garlic on you. It's about to be over. Your life about to change. Your circumstances are about to change in a major way. The act of corporate suicide in this situation is the next step to the demise of the collective group. If nobody leaves, everybody dies. I hope I'm breaking through here, but I need you to think about this. In human behavioral study, excuse me, in human behavioral studies, this is played out where members of a group attempt to kill or cripple the self-confidence of another member who attempts to achieve success or better themselves outside of the main group. The reasons for this behavior could be envy, spite, competition, etc. Now, have you ever seen that behavior up close? In a sorority? A fraternity, maybe? Maybe you're on a cheerleading squad? In a corporate boardroom at your job? In your church's small groups? In your community events or neighborhood associated meetings? Have you seen that kind of stuff going on? See, Mean Girls, in every movie of its kind that's like that, can't be chalked up to high school kids just being kids. That's not going to fly. We know too much now. We know, we know better than that. This happens in football and baseball locker rooms, too. This happens in corporate boardrooms and around water coolers in professional environments. This even happens in Bible studies and youth groups around our country, in our churches. It's pervasive, to say the least. It's done in every language, in every country across this great globe. People cutting each other down to keep them where they are. It's not hard to find a bucket. The bucket is the environment. Now the crabs in the crustacean sense don't choose that environment they're in. They're placed in it outside of their natural habitat. They're forced to do something they don't normally do. They're used to swimming and being free in the water, living their best life. Somebody plucked them out and put them into a plastic bucket. Now in the human sense, we don't always get to choose our environments either. But we do specifically in some ways. Don't you choose those friends that pull you down? Didn't you choose them? How many times and how many movies did you see the main character with an amazing talent, whether it's a sport or music or art, that strives to get out of their environment or their habitat? They immediately find opposition from their friends or those that grew up around them. 
the minute they get close to achieving their goal, their lives get cut short or their dream is stolen from under them. Over and over and over again, it's played out in cinema time after countless time because art imitates life. We do that to each other. That's why they're making movies and, 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 and TV shows about it because we do it all the time and have been doing it for years, decades, and centuries to each other. It's become common practice in the human experience. Now, it sounds hopeless if I believe that what I just watched is all it's ever going to be, but I don't. I do not believe that we're born into hopeless situations without any hope. I don't believe that. I believe we're Trojan horses and we have greatness hidden inside of us waiting to be unveiled in the right environment at the right time and the right moment. Those movies don't always reflect the truth that we can get out, we can move forward, we can rise above, we can do the impossible. Yep, little old you can do amazing things. You can change the world. One city, one street, one neighborhood, one community at a time. It's in your DNA. It's in your blood. In the most literal sense, you can change your bucket. You can change your circle. You can adjust to a different, more emotionally healthy workplace. You can adopt a different view of your circumstances. Rather than listening to the corporate view of what's going on around you, you, you can choose alternatively. The bucket is your environment. Change your bucket. You know, as humans, we engage in what I would call herd behavior. It's not difficult to find solid examples of that if you, if you understand what it means. It's when a, a group of people collectively act or proceed without any centralized sense of direction. People join groups and follow the actions of the group. This isn't totally abnormal. You can see this exhibited in protests and demonstrations regarding certain causes, religious gatherings, sporting events, concerts, and even everyday decision-making. For example, that line to the Popeyes is going around the block right now as we speak. So it must be really good, right? So, let's go eat a chicken sandwich. Everybody's purchasing their stock, so we better buy in too. We interrupt this formal moment to bring you the special messages. Please stop. Please stop right now. Stop this. It's true we're tribal by nature, but there's good and bad to that. We want to prove and we want to be loved and accepted. We know we can't honestly get that high from one or two people, so we need a team, a crew, a social group to validate us, to tell us that we're pretty. We stick close together and seek safety in numbers. As a matter of fact, the more numbers, the more we think we're safe. The greater the illusion that we're insulated becomes. If anyone offends us on social media, all 2,576 of your friends will faithfully come to your rescue, even if you're 100% wrong. Have you ever wondered what made the crab stay in the bucket and stop fighting to get out? When and why did they lose their desire to survive? When? Surely if two-thirds of the group attempted to leave the bucket, several will make it to the surface and potentially back to freedom, back to that water, back to that life. When did remaining in a bucket, waiting for their death, become acceptable practice? How did it become cool to just wait to die? You think we're still talking about crabs, don't you? Most of my friends already know this about me, but for those that don't, I was the inquisitive kid. I asked a lot of questions. I made a hobby, made a hobby out of people watching, especially back home in New York. 
and watch I did. I watched everything. Then I tried to find answers in books, encyclopedias, science and biology books, textbooks, Wild Kingdom and Nature on PBS. Believe it or not, I was infatuated with the fish market in our neighborhood. I used to even watch people fish at the local beach. Yeah, New York has beaches, just so you know. I seen crabs in a bucket a hundred times, if not more. Know what I saw every single time? One or two crabs in a bucket full of crabs struggling to get out of that high-density polyethylene death trap known as a bucket. Not 10, certainly not 20, just one or two. Ladies and gentlemen, that is the story. In a bucket full of 50 crabs, only one or two are trying to get out. Therein lies the problem. We don't like being compared to the animals, but the similarities are striking. Don't we seek comfort among the other crabs and hide our uniqueness in that sea of blue and gray shells? Who do you think breaks your claws so you can no longer climb? The crabs have limited options in their real-life death sentence. They don't get to plead their case to the magistrate. They don't get to file a petition asking for leniency. They don't get to defend themselves pro se. They are helpless in a sense and subject to their fates. That garlic in that butt I was talking about earlier. Mainly because they're imprisoned by their own nature. Now we see where the problem is. Why and how can crabs that are in a bucket not realize that they're free? Even though they're in the bucket. Might not make sense. I'm explaining it right now. They're in a bucket without a lid. Am I right or wrong? That means they can look up and see the sky. See birds flying over. Hopefully the birds don't see them flying over. But they're in a bucket with no lid. Are they in captivity? They're not. The reason why the person or persons that put them into the bucket are not worried about them getting out because they understand their mentality. They understand their nature. They understand their propensity and how they act and how they behave. There's no need for a lid because they'll never get out. They'll pull each other down because that's the way that they operate. A sad state of affairs, but not much different than the human experience. Many of us are are talking about being in captivity and being bound up and being imprisoned in our environment and there's no lid we can get out anytime we want but because we surround ourselves with people who don't have our best interests at heart who are more concerned about themselves and how bad they'll look if you get out we allow them to pull us back down and keep us in prison They just can't let another person among them grow and develop and accomplish things in life. They can't allow someone in their group to get free because it'd be an indictment of the crowd that remain there that were not even trying to make an effort to get free. It'll make them look bad and will also obliterate the excuses for not trying. Whenever somebody does good in a social group, in a group that everybody has the ability to do the same thing, they have the opportunity, have the same teaching, same education, same opportunities, but only one or two get out, 
It indicts the entire group. It says, why are you all not out? Why are you all not thriving? It makes the entire group look bad. So those other crabs, no offense, who are not even trying to get out of the bucket, who have become comfortable in the environment, are going to try to damage you now. They don't have any excuse for why they're not trying to get out, but they are going to try to stop you. This isn't a prediction. This is a spoiler. Every crab in the bucket is headed for the boiling pot. In other words, everybody dies in this movie. But it's not because the killer is great at their job. It's not because they're skillful. It's because of a lack of will to survive, a lack of instinct, and the lack of compassion for one of their own. They have a willingness for for whatever reason to accept excruciating death at 212 degrees, covered in garlic and butter. Maybe it's more excruciating to wither away knowing that you didn't even try because you were afraid of what they might say or that they might attack you and break one of your claws. You thinking about this? In the most literal sense, you can change your bucket. You can change your circle. You can adjust to a different, more emotionally healthy workplace. You can adopt a different view of your circumstances. Rather than I have to do, how about thinking I get to do? I have the ability and opportunity to do. Rather than listen to the corporate view around you. People telling you how to think, how to feel, what you should do, what you shouldn't do. The bucket is your environment. Change your bucket. Change your bucket. So, where is your bucket? Who put you in there? Why are you and the other crabs in there to start with? If your complaint is that people are trying to pull you down and hold you back, you probably can identify with the crab lifestyle. But my question is, how do you get so comfortable being in that bucket? How long has it been? Did the other crabs break your claw? Most crabs have eight. How many did they break? Why are you still not trying to climb? Now you're here feeling like you never get out of the bucket. Sorry, crabs actually have 10 claws. So now it's even worse on you. Crabs have 10 claws. They broke one of them. Why are you not trying to climb anymore? You can see daylight. You can smell the fresh air. You can remember what it was like to be free. To enjoy life. To serve people on a greater level. How'd you get so content back in this bucket again? Did it sound a little bit human? Does this sound like anything we've been discussing so far in your real life circumstances? The bucket is the environment. But like I said earlier, it may seem hopeless if you believe what you see. But we're not born in the hopeless situations without having the weapon of hope. 
We got greatness hidden inside of us. It's just waiting to be unveiled. And honestly, God is not waiting for us. Well, God is waiting for us. <laughs> We're not waiting on him. God's waiting for us. There's a lot of things around us that's not true. And we've adopted it into our mindset and our mentality. Or, even worse, we've adopted the old mentality and made that something we're going to hold on to with a white knuckle grip. And it's not who we need to be. We don't have to destroy each other to make each other feel good. We don't have to break each other's claws because we're too afraid to move forward, to grow, to live. So I'm taking the gloves off today. Do you even want to be free in a bucket? Or do you like your new home? Your new home made of polyethylene. Do you like your bucket? Are you happy with just dreaming, but never doing that? It's going to put you on the firing line of criticism. If we're being honest today, buckets are all around us. They're conventional. They're accepted practice. People put us in them all the time and tell us to stay there all the time until the tongs arrive to pull us out of the bucket and into our fate. 212 degrees of painful death. And then the hot sauce and the garlic butter will be your grave clothes. Getting out of your bucket only happens when you do outside of what's expected. Break the limits off of your thinking. Be open to change your tendencies. Be open to change your circles, meaning social circles. Maybe those folks around you have outlived their usefulness, so to speak. Maybe they were part of your past when you were the old you, but you can't take them with you where you're going now. Be open to change your environment. You can get out of your bucket. At no point during this episode did I ever say it was impossible for a crowd to get out of the bucket. Drive and determination may play a part. Instead of 10 healthy claws, you may only have seven now. But you still got seven. You can fight. You can climb. You can change your world and change your environment. Well, for all the crabs I did today, <laughs> just kidding. Hope you enjoyed the episode today. I enjoyed sharing it with you. Let us know on our Facebook page. They call me Mr. You. Or on Instagram, let us know how you enjoyed the episode, how it ministered to you. And hopefully, if all goes well, we'll see each other next week. God bless you all. Have a great day. We are mirror, weekly mirror check before you go change the world. However you're hearing our podcast today, thank you for making They Call Me Mr. You. Part of your morning, your day, and your week. Have a great day, great week. Go get it. Get out of that bucket. Play my music.
Thanks again for listening to the Call Me Mr. You, the podcast. Hope you enjoyed the show. Please like, share, and subscribe to our YouTube channel for all of our full-length live episodes. And of course, if you're an audio listener, wherever you enjoy your podcast listening, you can find the Call Me Mr. You, the podcast. Hope you enjoyed the show. Go change the world. Coach out. <laughs>